0: Alright, welcome everybody to the Questioning Marks Podcast. We got episode 3 coming right at your face right now. And it's only Jared and I right now that are uh, getting it popping right now. Because my boy Adam, Jared's boy Adam, our boy Adam is not here today. And he will be back with us next week, so don't worry about that at all. But listen, Marks out there, we got a jam-packed episode for you today. We got beef. Across the wrestling continents. We got crazy WWE news coming up because, you know, we got the Rumble coming up next week. We got a lot of news there. And our boy Jared, I I don't know what's going on, but he said Impact was good. He actually said Impact was good. And I'm very interested. I
1: was definitely, I was definitely entertained by uh, this week's Impact episode, and I can't wait to talk about it with everybody. And, Holy shit. Uh, it's good to-
0: it's good to be back, Questioning Marks. Yeah, man. Holy shit. So just guys listening out there, we have our Twitter handle out there at Questioning 11 right now. Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-I-N 11. All right. We are the question of Marks. We're on Twitter right now. Hit us up. Drop some comments. We could also email us at marks at gmail.com. All right. So let's just get it started. I think last week I said that I wanted to start off with the indie scene because I feel like I wasn't getting enough time. I feel like I just wasn't getting it out there enough for you guys to really understand that there's more wrestling out there than just what's on your little USA network, alright? So, just to get started, I want to just say Ring of Honor, uh, my boy Flip Gordon out there, as I said... My boy Jared knows he's seen him wrestle before. My boy Adam's seen him wrestle before. He's the man right now. And honestly, he's getting primed up right now, I think, to make a huge run in Ring of Honor, getting set up to get definitely a title shot. I mean, he has one on the line right now because he won the Battle Royale at Final Battle. But what's going on right now is the pure championship and the pure wrestling that's going on in ring of honor i don't mean that it's the purest out there but they actually have a pure division where uh the wrestling is actually just taking it up a notch out there and 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 if you don't know what pure wrestling is i think in the first episode i discussed the rules and things like that but i just want to go over those really quickly with you right now the uh, pure rules right now are insane it's you only get three rope breaks Per person, so submission, pinfall, whatever. As soon as you exhaust those, you could pin under the ropes, submit under the ropes, whatever you got to do. The closed fist, nothing to the face, only to the body. All right? If you close fist to the face once, you get a warning. If you do it again, you get a rope break taken away. And if your rope breaks are already exhausted at that point, you just get disqualified from the match. The 20 counts outside the ring still count. And the title can change hands during a count out or a disqualification. So the matches get pretty interesting all right now flip gordon being one of the best wrestlers that i've see out there right now he's pretty young in the game but he is awesome aka the mercenary what up he definitely showcases to me what it is for what's awesome in wrestling right now him will osprey those guys to me are at the top of their game uh right now he's got a pretty good feud going on with ret titus right now now, Ring of Honor, they they've had something for a long time called the Code of Honor, where they shake hands, Jared, before wrestling, right, right before the match. In WWE, you don't get that, right? There's no there's no respect in WWE. I not that either. Yeah, <laughs> there there's no respect sometimes in some other federations, but in Ring of Honor, we have a Code of Honor that we'd like to uh, adhere by, but not we, right? I don't work for them, but that I like to just see anyway. It is pretty cool. So, Flip Gordon, on the other hand, does not like the Ring of Honor, Code of Honor, just like Jared. And, and uh, Titus had challenged him uh, regarding this. And they had a pretty good match. And during the match, Flip Gordon punched Titus in the face, which set up for Flip Gordon's uh, Flip 5. Awesome, awesome signature move. And he won the match. And this was uh Ring of Honor's last TV uh Uh, taping I think it was on 118 if you go on the fight app you can watch it and uh, he actually got suspended from the pure division because of this and because of not doing the code of honor and stuff like that and he pretty much just came out and said like whatever pure division like is pretty much BS and he has a title shot on the line so if you're into ring of honor Set it up right now and get watching on fight because I think they're priming my boy Flip Gordon for his first title run. And I think once that happens, you might possibly see a guy get picked up by WWE or AEW or somebody else. Uh, And I'm telling you right now, this guy is going to be uh, someone to look out for. I'm calling it right now. I've called it for years, but he has the potential to... Uh, I think make it in WWE and he's definitely got the potential to make it in AEW as he has ties with the elite already. He's been in a lot of their YouTube videos from when they were all wrestling in ring of honor and stuff. So ring of honor flip Gordon right now. Check it out. It's getting primed.
1: I will say this, Matt. um, Mm -hmm. I think it's been a long time coming for him to actually win a, you know, real deal heavyweight championship. And he's, I think listen, I'm not a believer that, a lot of these little guys are believable, but he's one of them actually that uh, you know I can roll with, um, and I do think the WWE offered to him is going to be hard to you know turn down. But he's got his uh, elite connections. I uh, that's something I'm interested in, in, in seeing how it plays out.
0: Yeah, man, definitely. It's 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 definitely going to be something very very cool to see how it plays out. Um, I was very. Surprised when he well I, I guess not surprised him him and Marty Skrull signed uh, you know their extensions pretty much at the same time I think and then this whole speaking out movement uh, happened and Marty Skrull got caught up in this and now he's not even part of the organization anymore right and it, 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 and it was unfortunate you know for him and more unfortunate for for you know for the woman that you know had to uh, go through what they went through uh, I if it was true you know and uh, you know that's you know that's first and foremost but you know Ring of Honor goes and signs him to a lucrative deal they make him head of creative and he can still wrestle and and it seems like Ring of Honor is now priming themselves for like a real boost because they just lost you know the young bucks and and uh you know like guys to uh AEW you know Hangman Page you know like these were big guys that Ring of Honor was uh gaining a lot of traction with especially with the Bullet Club and everything going on so they lost a lot of traction there and uh You know, unfortunately for Ring of Honor, unfortunately for Marty Scurll, and more unfortunately for anybody, uh, you know, hurt by what had happened, uh, you know, things did not work out. So because of that, Ring of Honor kind of, you know, took a step back during this pandemic, revitalized their stuff through this pure wrestling, I think, and, uh, you know, they're doing it correctly now. So, you know, they have good wrestling in the ring, they have good wrestlers on there, Bandito, uh, you know, Roosh, they have Dragon Lee, Uh, PCO, Brody King, Flip Gordon, you know, these are guys that are really, really good wrestlers. They, uh, definitely put it out there and, and just the, you know, they have a working relationship with New Japan, which is great. You know, Ring of Honor, New Japan, uh, that, that, that to me is a draw in itself. Uh, I love that Ring of Honor has these working relationships with other promotions, uh, and it's fantastic and it's something that I hope in the long run, aw does but talking about new japan got some crazy crazy shit to talk about uh with new japan just first off new japan's fucking awesome so uh the the unpredictability of 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 the matches the title changes that happen on on shows like road to new beginning which is uh one of their uh big pay-per-views coming up new beginning but uh they just had a title change with the iwgp junior heavyweight tag team uh championships. Uh El Fantasmo and Taji Ishimori defeated El Desperado and Yoshinibu to win the titles and it was a fantastic match. Uh Taji Ishimori wrestled in T D uh you know from TNA before. He's he's been in New Japan for quite a while. Bullet club member. Uh sick, sick wrestler man. Uh El Fantasmo too, I see that he has uh you know definitely what it takes to be one of the top wrestlers also uh, in New Japan. Fantastic match Uh, So, New Japan Strong also, uh, going to be that American show that is hopefully getting some type of deal soon. We were hoping to hear by now what station had picked it up. Uh, We know in the past ASX had broadcasted New Japan in America, but they did not sign a new deal. We know that a new station for sure had signed them. We are still waiting to hear that news. As soon as we do hear it, you'll hear it on our Twitter account for sure. Uh, We'll try to be right there to break it as soon as possible. So uh, with that being said, there was a great match. Unfortunately, you can only see it on New Japan World. If you subscribe, it's around $9 a month. I do suggest that you just, you know, if you want to see amazing wrestling and you have the funds to do it, it's something that I highly suggest you get. But New Japan Strong is also streamed on there. And until it's in America, that's where you have to watch it. New wrestler, Ren Narita, amazing technical wrestler. Uh, went up against Ring of Honor's Bateman, who's uh, pretty much a veteran, probably put out there to put him over, but was an amazing match. Uh, was cool to see somebody end the match with the Texas Cloverleaf, uh, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, but to the juicy stuff, and I know Jared is waiting to hear this stuff, and Tamatanga, man, this motherfucker is awesome, dude. Like, I He's he's just a goldmine in my eye, and it's like insane uh, that... People out there like either don't know of him or maybe don't know who he is, man. If you're one of these marks out there that's like, oh, Bullet Club, AEW, blah, blah, you have no fucking clue because Tamatanga is the OG Bullet Club, man. New Japan, that's where Bullet Club originated, right? Finn Balor, Tamatanga, Carl Anderson, right? Gallows, uh, the Young Bucks, right? These These were the Bullet Club members from day one. Uh, bad luck, Fale. All right, all these guys, right? The Tongans, they right now, Tama Tonga is fucking really, really pissed about stuff going on with the Bullet Club. But first, even crazier, I think, is the beef with uh, Michael Englin right now. Uh, I know Jared knows a little bit, Michael Englin stints in uh, TNA. This guy is, uh, you know, a pretty big dude. I think he hasn't really gotten, like, you know, too far in wrestling. People may think of him as, like, the poor man Scott Norton or something like that. But uh, there's been some beef where recently Micah Anglin came out and said that Tamatanga was an unsafe worker and things like that. And Tama has a podcast called Tama's uh, Paradise or Tama's Island, something like that, and uh, – and Tamatanga came out and was like, "What the fuck is this guy talking about?" Right. Pretty much three years ago, there was a part in the match where Tamatanga was unloading chair shots all over Michael Anglin when he was on the ground, and that's where Michael Anglin was talking about. But in the podcast, man, fucking Tamatanga is nuts. He called him a fucking bitch. He said that he was barely hitting him with chair shots. He said the chair was plastic. He said that he was hitting him in the arm and he was hitting the mat more than him. And he just kept going on and on about how pretty much he's just like a big pussy. And that that was just like so funny to me because it's like real beef. And like, like Tama doesn't not give a fuck. And it's crazy that New Japan just lets him do whatever he wants, man. Like I, I don't think WWE for a second would be able to contain this guy. So they probably never even go near him in terms of offering him a contract because God knows what he's going to say. Uh, going out over there. Uh, he says that Anglin also likes to tape up his body before matches. He knows he's going to lose to fake injuries, which is, is something that I'm guessing in the in in, in the wrestling locker room is uh, definitely looked down upon. Uh, so it goes on and so forth and so forth and ends it and eventually just becomes uh, Tamatanga, calling him a bitch ass and things like that, and pretty much says that he's dead as a wrestler. Like, no one's gonna... Like, no one even cares, pretty much. But I think what everybody is going to care about is the beef that's going on between Tamatanga Tonga and Kenny Omega and pretty much the... You want to say new Bullet Club? I don't even know if they're the Bullet Club or the the Elite. Now, I, I was really a big fan of, like, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and all these guys. And I think Kenny Omega is still, to me, is, is one of the top wrestlers out there. But... I just don't know what this angle is here. Is is it Tony Khan saying, "Oh, let's make this the Bullet Club"? Because I also saw that AEW trade like put out a, uh, a, a trademark uh, application for Too Sweet, which is crazy, right? Which is nuts. I I had no idea that that hasn't even been trademarked yet. You know, through the click in WWE or NWO and WCW, and and now the Bullet Club is. Uh, Tony Khan, I I have no fucking clue what's going on there, but it like. Matt, t- I got a
1: quick, yeah. I got a quick question on that. Yeah. Um, do people acknowledge that like the click and NWO like like started that or? I, I I don't know, man.
0: Yeah, it's 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 just the. Uh, is it paying homage to to you know guys of the past for paving the way for them to do these things? I, uh, I mean, so. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. You I mean, anybody out there, you know, email us. You know, like, tell us out there, man. You know, like, uh, shoot us an email if you possibly can. Go on our Twitter account and, and and tell us, man. Can we find out what the fuck is going on between this two sweet stuff and the trademarking? And it's, it's, it's just too confusing for me to even begin to understand, you know.
1: Yeah, like, when, when you first, like, like, started turning me on to, you know, New Japan and Ring of Honor leading up to when we got tickets to G1 Supercard, you know, I started looking into the Bullet Club, and I'm thinking to myself, "This too sweet is like a, is like a ripoff." Now I've come full circle on the Bullet Club, and I I tend to enjoy it. I even enjoy the knockoff version, uh, you know, in AEW and in But yeah, I, I'm curious to know if like what the deal is.
0: Yeah, man, uh, it's 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 definitely something else. And and like according to Tambatanga. Uh, you know, th- this is exactly what he had to say about Kenny Omega's recent, like, you know, look and things like that. I said. Taman said that uh, they're the bootleg club. He said Meltzer should have given Omega shirt five stars since it was a Bullet Club shirt. And his tan two stars. He said it was more orange than a fucking pumpkin. And then he said he should stop using maple syrup to tan. And I guess that's a little dig at uh, Kenny Omega being from Canada since they are probably the nation, uh, nation, the world's leading maple syrup fucking distributors, whatever. Uh, he gave Carl Anderson props for being an OG. But he said he had to correct them and correct all of them for calling them fucking crazy because they haven't been in the Bullet Club for five fucking years. All right. Uh, He said the reunion makes no sense since it's not even in Japan and they have all been kicked out of the Bullet Club previously. Uh, He said once a sellout, always a sellout. He said, uh, also, I guess there was something about the Too Sweet Heard Round the World, I guess. They were trying to name, I guess, one Carl Anderson, and they all came together. It was called the Too Sweet Heard Round the World. Uh, he said, fuck that nonsense. That's stupid-ass fuckery. Uh, so that uh, is what Tamatanga had to say. And then AEW filed a trademark for the two Sweet uh, Bullet Club uh, stint after their reunion. Uh, and he just said that, um, that all these guys pretty much used New Japan and Ring of Honor to just boost themselves up into this, like, narcissistic view of themselves, and, and honestly, that's what I'm starting to believe also, like, make up your own fucking shit. Like, why do you have to just start bringing this stuff over? And you know what, Carl Anderson and guys like between what they did with AJ Styles and whatever club they had going on in, in in WWE, this all originates, guys, from New Japan. This all originates from Finn Balor, Prince Devitt, Tamatanga. These these guys were the ones that originated. And yes, it's 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 cool that it could like have different factions and and different uh you know. Federations, because I've seen that happen with you know tr- AAA with Los and gobernables and then Los Angabernables de Japón with uh, Naito and all these guys. But it doesn't make any sense when, like the when when you were kicked out and then you're making it back in and Tamatanga is the like the OGs and and they got beef here. Like it it just makes zero sense to me. It was cool when they should have stayed as the elite. They should have just kept it at that. And if they wanted to bring Carl Anderson and Gallows into that situation, I think that should have been it. But now now I think Tamatanga is just nailing the hammer on the head for me, man. Uh, Jared, how do you feel, man?
1: See, I, I, uh, I look at it maybe a little differently than you do because I'm not really as vested into – you know, ring of honor, in new Japan as I am WWE and AEW. So on my, on my behalf, on my hand, I see it where I find impact actually entertaining with the, with the angle of callous, good brothers and Omega. I think it actually makes this show watchable. And I actually think Don Callis is more of a Paul Heyman type character than Taz has been. Um, so that's how I look at it on on, on that. Uh, just because I'm not as vested as you are, yeah. So you know, but I do think, and I know Tom will never come wrestle here, and I, <laughs> you know he would have already, like you said. But I do think they could have like an NWO Wolfpack versus the original NWO type of thing, or you know, like a action split, something like that.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I I think that would make for huge rating bumps, and and what it's going to take is what I've probably said since the get-go and a lot of people i know have the same feeling is just AEW needs to get that working relationship with new japan and then once that happens man you're talking about like this beef that they're setting up right now what it it seems pretty legit if they could just carry it over in like into the ring and i think it would make for some of the best wrestling and best storylines like out there like ever right now because of what the beef means because of how passionate, like these guys actually are in New Japan about their Bullet Club, uh, you know Tamatanga Tangaloa, they've been IWGP Heavyweight Champions a lot of times. I can't even count how much, and they still are right now. They're you know they call themselves the Gorillas of Destiny, but don't get it twisted, man. They are OG Bullet Club, and and uh, it would make for some great TV. So talking about AEW uh, and the segue into what we normally would say our our boy Adam would uh, lead us into here. Jared and I are going to dive into AEW right now, right? Adam, we're going to do you good, bro, all right? So, AEW, there's a lot, a lot of good stuff, I think, going on. I think Jared uh, could agree with me. I know that he's been uh, definitely pumped up about talking about AEW this week. So, Jared, why don't you lead us into Uh, AEW? It's definitely
1: grown on me since, you know... Listen, me, me, and, me and Matt have been watching together since, you know, the very beginning. Um, and I think I started as a hater of AEW because of how much of a mark I am for WWE, you know, prior and current. Um, so, but I'll tell you, I'm enjoying it more and more each week. And as we started this podcast, um, being... You know, more open to it, and I hope I could be more open to Ring of Honor and New Japan, you know, down the road. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you, Matt, I, I think the opening to, you know, to uh, Dynamite was it was like, it was funny and great at the same time. It was. I'll tell you, John Silver, he's incredible. Whether he's a heel or a good guy,
0: I, it was, yeah. it was. It was just so just amazing. like from from the way he wrestles in in the ring with the way he just hits his uppercuts with those gigantic arms. I mean I don't mean to sound like you know a, you know a guy who's like worshiping another guy but like but 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 like it makes the punches look really realistic and uh, besides that his character is just hilarious. the way that uh, the way that he like worships the ground that uh, hangman walks on is is, is is hilarious. I think the dark order to me also just to segue really quick. Uh, I I wasn't like a fan of them in the beginning, and they have grown yeah. on me. And they have grown on me so much as a faction um, that I I just love when they're on uh, AEW. Man, it's so funny. But yes, John Silver, dude, for sure.
1: Just, just to add to what you said about mm-hmm. not liking them at the beginning as a faction, mm-hmm. I'll tell you at the very beginning before we found out that Brody was the exalted one, the fact that I knew it could be Matt Hardy or Brody, you know, an ex WWE superstar, made me into it then you know i was into it when they finally announced brody then it lost like a little lackluster and unfortunately with his death it's been like you know revived and it's been it's been better
0: um, yeah i mean listen the, that, the you know the, they're paying homage to a you know a guy who unfortunately you know like lost his life and i feel like they're all putting putting their you know like like even an extra effort out there just to make sure that you know this carries over into uh being one of the best factions out there, you know?
1: I uh, I totally agree, and I thought Paige was awesome with them. There was a great dynamic between the three of them in the ring, and I thought him saying no was kind of uh, was kind of great, you know, sort of like uh, going to a car dealership and playing hardball with them. You walk out on them, you get a better price. Who knows? I don't think this is the end of this. It's a, they're not going to drop it this quick. Um... But I thought everything that went on with the B Day celebration, with Negative One, mm-hmm. I just thought it's all um, it's all great. I, I yes. just thought, you know, I, I personally think John Silver should be the leader.
0: Yeah, right. I I, I think uh, he's definitely uh, one of the best promo guys in AEW right now. He he puts it out there. I know. Uh, Adam, uh, loves watching, uh, them on Being the Elite on YouTube, uh, whenever John Silva's on, he, he absolutely thinks that he's hilarious, and I do also, man, I think he's a great wrestler, and, uh, they're gonna be going places, I think, hopefully, if this, uh, you know, AEW sticks around, so. Listen, Johnny Hungy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so, what else we got going on in AEW next? over? Um, here. I, I wanted to touch on
1: Sting and Darby a little bit. Right. Um I think this is is just horrible at this point. This is like <laughs> over,
0: this is like
1: it's Sting,
0: and I'm just like, oh no. I mean, listen, yeah, big deal. Um, Sting, yeah, Sting is horrible on
1: the mic. Uh, thank God Taz saved that whole promo or whatever you want to call yep. it because it was it was real bad. Talk about Darby and Sting—they very limited on words. You know, not great on the mic. I mean, I'm being modest by saying not great. They're not yeah. very good. Um, <laughs> thinking that Darby should go through the bottom rope like a woman's wrestler like that's like, <laughs> it's so unbelievable that he's any kind of a champion besides like a cruiserweight which they don't have i it's just i don't
0: know yeah i mean i i'm i'm hoping that just at some point like sting turns on on darby or something like that and 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 uh does something uh, along those lines to make the storyline even just pop a little bit more than this cuz i've no idea where it's going uh but uh the TNT championship to me right now is is losing a little bit of its uh you know luster through We're
1: losing a lot I yeah. mean he's you know how every week he's in the upper deck or he's in the ring with Sting it's
0: <laughs> there's snow everywhere
1: How many how many times has he defended this title 2 3
0: yeah, it's 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 uh, definitely not what uh, Cody was setting it out to be. I I, I kind of liked the whole you defended every week. It was a uh, it it's like a like, gauntlet type of title. I thought it would have made it like a really cool championship to hold on to. Would have made people uh, way over than they already are. Unfortunately, I think like I said last episode, Darby Allen's that type of wrestler that I don't think it's that I'm predicting not having too long of a career if he uh, keeps wrestling the way he does. Uh, so, you know, yeah. Listen,
1: I don't know, I, I, I can't see him being, uh, champion that much longer.
0: Yeah, I agree, man.
1: I don't think it's worked out the way they wanted it to for him so far. But, uh, moving on from him, I just wanted to touch on and the and the... And the Good Brothers again. Yeah, because I, I I really can't get enough of this thing. I mean, I know Tom and time to want to bury me six feet under for saying this, but <laughs> it, it makes Impact and AEW much better. I think Callis is is amazing. I didn't like him at the beginning, and it brings another it brings Omega to a different level of heel, in my opinion. He uh, you know he cuts the promos better than Omega can really, and i'll tell you with the good brothers and the box you know at odds and them at odds with omega i just think it's just so incredible and now this new dynamic with you know callous getting beat up by the box and omega finding out about it you know walking into AEW <laughs> and the carry over to impact it's just I, I i tell you i tune in every every tuesday now every wednesday uh, i'm watching dark now it's
0: i'm telling you i'm getting into AEW. Even Che Wow's boyfriend is on AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man? i seen, i seen, what's his name, Zach? Uh, Zach, Zach Clayton. He's been Zach on the Clayton. show a few times. I'm a like, hey, no, I watched yeah. Jersey Shore. Who, uh, did uh, Sonny Kiss beat him? He did,
1: he did, and <laughs> what are you, you going to say? Like, I
0: yeah, think- I mean, listen, you got to come out there and, uh, you know, do your yeah. thing, uh, you know. But uh, he did I, I, like, I, a
1: little stiff-
0: I, I I do want to talk about too the uh, whole inner circle tag team uh, drama that's going on there. I I, I kind of don't know what's going on with. Uh, I'm I'm guessing Ortiz and and uh, and uh, Santana like like they were brought in in my eyes to be that tag team and and now it's uh you know you got MJF and Jericho as 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 the official tag team for. The inner circle, which which is pretty funny. Um, I I don't I I don't like the angle too much. I thought MJF would have been better served in the singles division, uh, but this could be priming also for MJF to do some type of uh, you know heel turn, heel even more heel turn uh, towards Jericho. Who you know who knows. I
1: I think he's setting himself up to be the new leader of the inner circle. Yeah. And I think somehow. he he somehow is going to be the leader. Um, That'd be cool. I'm not sure what Guevara is going to be. Maybe him and Jericho leave or whatever. But
0: um, no, Guevara is a great wrestler too, man. I have to say, like the kid, uh, I gotta say, I, I I enjoy watching when he's in the ring too, man. I he's definitely grown on me since I first saw him a few years back.
1: Listen, I'm I'm uh. I- I think it's entertaining, the Inner Circle storyline. I, it, you
0: know, I, I do. I yeah, don't no, do. I, yeah, it is good. It is good.
1: Jericho's horrible in the ring, I will say that. He's awful. Oh, my God. So,
0: so this is what I have to say. So, thank you for bringing this up. Guys, if you watched AEW last week, he did a line, salt off the rope, where he fucking landed right on top of his head, and I couldn't man. even believe what I saw. Like, it so was so fucking bad. And, and listen, Jericho, listen, I, I love Jericho, man. Like, he is a Hall of Famer, no doubt in my mind. He has paved the way for many wrestlers. He started, you know, through Japan and making his way through ECW and WCW, WWE. Now he's at the AW like like he does it. He's got the cruise. He's he's in a rock band. You know, like he he's got the podcast. Like the guy kills it, right? Without a doubt. But what I saw last week, man, like I don't wanna see him. Like break his neck because he can't do some of the stuff anymore, and 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 I'm sure he can. Like maybe he could dial it down a little bit, and and you know progress in in, in a different way. But man, that line saw it last week when 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 he when he hit it off that rope, and oh my god, I got so fucking scared, man. I was like, holy shit! I <laughs> screamed, man. I was like, woo! I was like, holy shit! You know what's funny about that? It's uh. Uh,
1: he tweeted
0: that he's gonna hit two next week. Oh, oh two, two line. Li- oh, oh really? I guess joking about it, he knows that he, he Oh it my up god man
1: yeah <laughs> You know what I notice about AEW the fact that you notice the fake punches and kicks and misses more than I, I don't even notice it in it's, it's
0: it's 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 because of their style of wrestling so it's like what I equate it to is when you take more risk or you try to be more flashy let's say right especially with guys like uh, Private Party uh I think that they have potential one day to possibly be good wrestlers, but they put, like, like they're doing too much, and it's and, and to me it's a hurting their image in my eyes because I see the misses, I see the botch kicks, I see the botch punches, and uh, it's because you want to be flashy. We got it, we got it. We know you could do it, you know, but you don't have to do it all the time. You know, sometimes you got to just dial it back a little bit so that it does look more, you know, realistic. I feel like in WWE... Um, You know, obviously the, you know, the camera angles and and I'm sure the camera work in WD, you know, is is way, way above where AEW is and and, uh, any other promotion pretty much out there. I mean, New Japan uh, possibly is, is, uh, you know, like up to par with it, but, you know, like they know what's going on. You know, like WWE knows, like when certain wrestlers are in the ring, like if this guy's going to be botch city. You know, we only know what angles we want to shoot this guy from. Blah blah blah. blah where AW is just shooting guys and they're and they're botching kicks and just like Jared said, uh, you know, you notice it a little bit more in that style of wrestling.
1: I'm glad you uh, you let i I'm glad you brought a private party though too because um, they were they wrestled on Dark this week, Dynamite and Impact, which I'm not sure if you know about. Oh wow, wow!
0: So. Big Money Matt Hardy which I talked about last week is officially Big Money Matt now. He <laughs> made his really. Impact,
1: <laughs> which uh. he made his return to Impact this week as uh Private Party's manager and you know he was TNA heavyweight champion as Big Money Matt. Um so now he's you know managing Private Party as we, as we know and they basically the good brothers were cutting a promo on Impact. And they were interrupted by Chris Saban, one half of the Motor City Machine Guns, and Alex Shelley, who's not there right now. He's working with he's he's without a contract. So James <laughs> is now teaming with Chris Saban. And they interrupted the Good Brothers. And mid you know, in the middle of, of them speaking, they were interrupted by Matt Hardy and Private Party. So it went on to be Private Party versus Sabin and Storm to see who's the number one contender for the Impact title. So Private Party won on all three shows this week. Impact, which which now they are the number one contenders to the Impact tag titles, (laughs) and they won on Dark, and they won on Dynamite. So they won on all three episodes this week. Matt Hardy returned to Impact, and the big money Matt angle is in full effect. I mean, I think we've seen every one of his characters over the last (laughs) few years. (laughs) AEW, WWE. I mean, it, this guy we know has creative control. He's a nut, but listen. It,
0: yes. It
1: works for him, <laughs> works for him yeah. and he's able to reinvent himself every few months.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I I saw I saw the heel turn with Private Party when uh, they, they 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 nailed the chair chel- the uh, chair shot chair shot uh, at the end of the uh, match, and and uh, they gave that little smile into the camera, and they kind of hugged and and and. Uh, uh, it's funny that they're on impact now. I guess I guess it's one of those things where they're in full blown, uh, you know, mode of being two federations that are going to be uh, working closely together. I guess it's pretty. What'd
1: you th- what'd you think of uh, Nick Camerado, who fought Moxley, and he also fought on Dark? I will tell you, the guy's got the look. Yeah. That's a little bit like a bigger version of Elias. Yeah,
0: man, he's like. Uh... He's, he's he definitely got the look. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely got the look. He's a big guy. I thought that, uh, you know, he could definitely use some refinement in there, but uh, they could probably dress him in a different way, you know, maybe do something like that and give him some type of gimmick that will work. I, I think that guy's a, a big dude. You know, you pair him up against, like, a guy like Cage or, or Luke Harper. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, uh, and, and you just, you, you just go that angle and – uh by the way man get Luke Harper the fucking heavyweight title already just just fucking strip it off of Kenny Omega give it Lance to this Archer guy I mean, right? Lance Oh yeah Archer. my bad my bad <laughs> Rest in peace Luke Harper Oh god my bad uh Lance Archer I meant to say my bad my bad Uh yes rest in peace for sure but yeah Lance Archer you got to get my man Lance Archer the heavyweight title already man just just you got to get it out there
1: talk talk about a guy who came in with you know yeah
0: like full full steam ahead and and just
1: yeah he, he lost
0: yeah. all steam yeah man it's it's absolutely ridiculous i mean it's it's you got jake the snake a legend you I know love him though. what i love him though yeah yeah exactly you know you know you got to you got to make the push already, man get this guy in the heavyweight picture you know Get him away from, I, I don't know, he's constantly tagging with, like, uh, you know, Death Triangle or, or beefing with I'll them. You, I don't know.
1: I'll tell you, another guy who came into AEW, you know, full head of esteem, was, was Pac or Neville, whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> the guy is just mediocre. I'm sick of hearing about his in-ring. And the guy will never be anything more than a mid-card uh, wrestler. And he's yep. proved the time and time again in WWE. And AEW, he's just... Yeah, I don't know. He, he just there's something wrong with him. Uh, <laughs> i he, he, he had many opportunities, many opportunities.
0: You know, like I can see him and 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 I I can see Death Triangle if they get a six man tag going. Like I can see them maybe holding the belts here and you know here and there or something like that. Yeah, you but need, you need that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Once that gets brought in into the mix, I think guys like Neville and whatever they could get their you know their time doing that type of stuff. They know six man tag means absolutely fucking nothing anyway. But now,
1: um, now what do you think of if they add another show? They should add another set of tag titles, in my opinion, just because how loaded that division is. So
0: kind of like New Japan, how uh, they have a heavyweight, they have a heavyweight tag title division, they have Plus a junior heavyweight. Also, they have the SmackDown and Raw tag. Yeah, title. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So I mean, they definitely should because uh, they, you know, they're 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 definitely stacked. I think we all agree that AEW has probably the best tag division um, in wrestling right now, just because of how many. Close.
1: Not even close.
0: Yeah, you know, so. With that being said, man, uh, AEW and and, and Impact are, are are definitely priming for what seems to be like trying to you know stay afloat in this in this world of uh, wrestling and 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 once New Japan hits the states, man, I, I think it's gonna bring uh, a lot of fans over there because you have to remember John Moxley is still the U.S. champion in New Japan, and if you're an AEW mark. Then you're gonna want to see what's going on in New Japan. Naturally, I just, I just, I just can't understand if you are a John Moxley fan or an AEW fan, and New Japan is on in America on a big channel like TBS or CB, like you know, like what, like like ABC, whatever it is. You almost have to watch it. You have no excuse. So I'm very excited to hear. I I can't wait to hear what the news is going to be when they announce that. TV deal because I think it's gonna bring a lot of people over. They're gonna start getting interested in uh, New Japan wrestling, and hopefully they becomes become some sort of working relationship also with AEW. But uh, we'll see. Even,
1: even, even Ambrose fans, you know, from WWE, yeah, they, yeah, uh, they're interested. I mean, uh, any Moxley fan, don't tell me you never watched him as Ambrose because that's just that's nonsense. So I, you <laughs> know, all the fans know his past, and that's how. AEW gets a lot of fans, too, is, you know, all these former WWE greats, you know, like you said, Snake, Taz, you know, Sting from WCW, the list goes on and on, Cody, Goldust, you know, it's just, that's how they get their fans. Yep, absolutely. Let's be, real. let's be real.
0: Yep, absolutely, man. You got to, you know, Matt Hardy, every, you know, like everybody, all, like all these guys, you know, we've all grew up watching them. Some of you or just ought to watch them. Who knows, how, you know, right. we know like they, where they you have, are in wrestling, they, you know who they, they are. are. Yeah.
1: They also get fans like you who come from Ring of Honor to see those guys who yeah. come over. The, the yeah. Japan guys who come over. And just to touch on Ring of Honor real quick before we completely move away from you know, the sort of independent scene. Um, Ring of Honor has proved time and time again, and I wanted to say this before when you were talking about them. They've proved over and over that they're more than capable of producing... Top tier wrestlers that go on to be stars of WWE, stars of AEW, yep. you know, New Japan. These guys,
0: Ring of Honor, you know, they pump them out. They, they,
1: it's like a sweatshop there. They just, yeah, it's one after another. It's, it's great
0: just, wrestling. Like, it's 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 uh, great wrestling. Like, and you kind of think of it as like uh, college basketball, college football. Like, you know, super entertaining guys that are putting it on the line hardcore because they know that they're are opportunities out there for them to either make more money or to become more popular or to just, you know, become that, you know, that legend that they want to be, that Chris Jericho who just dominated in all different federations and and things like that, so... Uh, without a doubt that's you know like that's what we're here for too at the question marks podcast you know we want you guys to check out all different types of wrestling and you know we'll you know like that's what we do we 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 like some we hate some and 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 sometimes the things that we hate we end up liking and and that's not a problem at all to admit out there right so uh and i could you know say right now we're going to get into a topic that I haven't really enjoyed uh, in quite a long time, even since maybe the Attitude Era. But there have been glimpses of of, of hope for me, uh, you know, for WWE. And it's because of what's going on with, you know, guys like Roman Reigns and what's going on with the storylines with Orton and Bliss. And, you know, Jared always keeping me up to date on stuff like that. And then me catching up, you know, through DVR watching, you know, the matches that I am interested in watching and things like that. But with that being said, we are... Getting into probably what most people out there are getting pumped for, right? WWE, Royal Rumble season is here. It's coming to a close Uh, next week. Get ready because that's our Royal Rumble pre-episode where we are going to discuss uh, things like uh, special entrants that we think are going to be coming out. Who do we think is going to win? Uh, Who do we think is going to uh, be the big you know, surprise at the Royal Rumble. We always know that there's some. So right now we're going to get into some WWE talk. Jad, bring us into it, bro.
1: Let's jump right into it, Matt. Um, I mean, Raw this week had a couple great segments. Um, I know a lot of people are making fun of the Orton segment to, you know, open the show. I will say this. He opened the show in a burn mask, you know, cause he was previously burned by Alexa bliss with a fireball in his face. Um, <laughs> and, you know, he basically opened the show talking about him burning the Fiend, him being burned by Bliss, and he's still going to compete in the Rumble and whatnot. I will ju- just quickly on that, because there's a bigger picture to this. Um, I will say it'd be cool if they continued on with the mask and he re- wrestled like that in the Rumble. Because I yeah. you know, We know the Fiend's going to be in the Rumble. We, and <laughs> I just think it'd be cool if he came out with the mask. And it would be kinda of dumb if they just did it for one week or two weeks leading up to the rumble and whatnot. Um, but leaning into you know that that storyline more, the Alexa Bliss pr- uh, playground promo was absolute fire. I, <laughs> I absolutely like love this shit. This is <laughs> unbelievable. So she opens up, as usual, sitting on the swing set, and she's rocking back and forth and she's talking to the, to nobody, you know, the, which is the imaginary fiend is on the other swing. Which is like, <laughs> she, she's, she's so great at this, it's it's scary how good it is. Um, the segment was just it, it got better and better as it went on. Um, she brought Oscar out. And Oscar was poking a little bit, you know, feeling around. She, Oscar, first tries to sit on the swing that was, you know, occupied by the invisible fiend. Bliss <laughs> flipped like she flipped. And then she, uh, she, Oscar refers to the fiend and says, "You know, don't worry, Alexa. You know, he's still here." And all of a sudden, you know, the uh, fiend Alexa Bliss, you know. It set her off. She is screaming at Oscar. Don't you say his name? Don't you talk about him like that? Oh wow! And I, yeah. All of a sudden, in the, you know, by the turnbuckle, there's always a, a rocking a rocking chair, which it looks like a horse. I guess a rocking horse. And <laughs> after Oscar said he's still here, the the rocking horse starts moving by itself. Yeah. Oscar sees that and runs out of the ring. <laughs> uh, and, she was as spooked as could be, which Oscar is, you know, really yes. you know, doesn't get spooked like that. Yeah. So, later that you know, it's the pretty cool story on for, uh, was is you know Oscar uh, versus Alexa Bliss. So that's the main event. The you know they're going back and forth, you know, regular wrestling for you know a few minutes, handful of minutes, and all of a sudden the lights go out, fiend, you know, like the fiend does, and. It's playing like circuits music now, not like the regular fiend music. And the lights back on, and Bliss is transformed. She's wearing like black eye shadow and black lipstick, and it, it, it's it, it's crazy shit. It, it's crazy
0: shit. <laughs> um, it sounds like an awesome storyline. It seems like you know, I, I, I you know I, I was I was watching some of it, and it felt like the attitude era to me is like you know sneaking back into. You know, and I always thought The Fiend, to me, was, like, that Attitude Era type of character. And just anybody who gets engulfed into that storyline automatically becomes, uh, you know, pretty much, you know, boosted up in the WWE, you know, business. You know, you're going to be on Raw. You're going to be on the pay-per-views if you are scooped up into The Fiend storyline. I mean, and she,
1: you know, she's great even before this, you know. She's one of the best, you know. There is right now. So when the lights come back on, she's just gazing at Oscar. Every move Oscar tries, she's you know deflecting and defending and countering. Um, she goes into the corner and does the fiend backwards, where he you know he, he's backwards and sta- you know standing on his you know with his hands and whatever. Yeah, like
0: the spider walk. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She also tries to hit the mandible claw for the first time I've seen that, which is so great. <laughs> she doesn't get it. Oscar connects with a few, you know, strikes, kicks. Then Bliss just, you know, snaps out of it. Hits Sister Abigail and acts like the Fiend. And the lights go back on and she goes back to the original tire, like the friendly Bliss wow. or like, you know, regular Grey or whatever you want to call it. I mean, the way, that, the way they, you know, the playground started and then the way the main event ended, A, I think Bliss is winning the Rumble. The Women's Rumble. And... I know for a long time they didn't have anybody to, you know, take the title from Asuka since, you know, since Becky got, you know, pregnant. But this is who she's losing to. She's losing to Bliss down the line. And I think The Fiend's going to beat, I don't know, either Goldberg or McIntyre down the line. And and I think they're both going to have the title at the same time. And I guess eventually how they break that up is when they lose or whatever, but... I mean, this storyline is incredible. He's not even here. He's been burned to death. And
0: <laughs> it's almost she, like she's possessed with, like, his body. Like yeah, you know, she, like
1: you know, he, he gave her the mandible claw months back, and ever since she has been like this, and hmm. I'll tell you, they, no matter what they do, she hits a home run, he hits a home run, and the storyline just gets better and better since they came up with this theme thing, and it's been it's been great for a long time now, and I think I think you'd agree. I think anyone who even hates WWE would agree. It's just it's a can mess.
0: Yeah, I I definitely have to say uh, the Fiend storyline is something that I even uh, definitely enjoy out there right now. Of of uh, out of anything that's going on right now, probably in WWE besides the Roman storyline, it's uh, those two things are, are, are probably what just keep me coming back. You know.
1: Well, think about this, and I'm going to jump right into Roman right after I say this. We've had this is the third episode of this podcast. The Fiend hasn't been around at all in the last three weeks, and yet he's made his his name is made his way onto our podcast each and every week yeah. because of how good Bliss has been, how good the storyline has been, and it's just it, 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 it's it's some of the best storyline in wrestling that Roman. It's it's and for guys who have had numerous other gimmicks uh, that they've reinvented themselves is a testament to the to WWE and them. It's just how great they really are.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's it's uh, definitely the ultimate test is when your storyline can continue without the main character actually being there. So uh, that's one hundred percent true.
1: So onto Roman. He opens the show. You know, with your Yusuke chance from, you know, I don't know if they're pumped in, you know, or it's the actual Thunderdome, whatever it was, that made him really, really, really mad. And he starts out by calling Pierce a loser, that he's scared, Uh, and, you know, he actually called him a puss on on USA, (laughs) and he can't get the job done, he hasn't wrestled in four, five, six years, no wonder he never made it to WWE, you know, just on and on with insults, Roman being as great as he is... um, he, he talked about himself, how you know it took a pandemic with his health being on the line for him to miss time and how he carries the company on his back. Um, hmm. Pierce finally interrupts Roman and tries to stop him. He, he says it's getting out of control. And, you know, Roman cuts him off, says Pierce favors KO, says he's KO's bitch, which means uh, Pierce is Roman's bitch. <laughs> and, and the best part of it, as Roman's yelling at Pierce... Um, you know, Heyman's laughing. Pierce takes offense to Heyman laughing and says, you know, I'll take it from Roman, but I won't take it from you. So (laughs) Roman hands Heyman the microphone (laughs) and he he tells him, you know, he goes, you know, this guy's disrespecting me by disrespecting you. So Heyman talks he talks about knowing, you know, Roman's family for 15 years and they're good people and whatever. And he tells, he tells Pierce, I'm from New York. I'll kick your ass. <laughs> so he challenges Pierce to a match. And Pierce accepts. So later in the night, there's a segment between Heyman and Roman. And Heyman goes to Roman, We got him right where we want him. And, and, and uh, Roman goes, I didn't tell you to challenge him to a match. I wanted you to verbally abuse him. And then Heyman looks scared. And they cut away. So then later, you know, this is the main event, Haman versus Pierce, and Roman's telling him, you know, don't embarrass me, you know, you better take care of business, and so he's walking down the ring, to the ring, Haman down the ramp, and he's taping up his wrist, his fingers, and he goes to climb the stairs, and he falls down and hurts his knee like Pierce does. Uh... He tries to get up, re-hurts his knee again, he scoots himself over to the, I guess, to the wall area outside the <laughs> ring, and... He grabs the microphone, and he goes, just like all WWE contracts say, cards subject to change, and Roman's music hit. They super punched him, and they, you know, he kicked his ass for like two, three minutes around outside the, you know, the Thunderdome area, and all of a sudden KO comes out, kicks the shit out of Roman, he stuns him, and to end SmackDown, he power bombs him through the announce table, awesome. and, is, and is yelling at, um, is yelling at Heyman. You know, you uh, you know you better you better be ready. You know this is what's coming. You know so on and so forth. And you know just to add in also, as soon as Roman come out, Heyman jumped up and he's fine running around the ring. <laughs> the but listen, this is how Pierce got his. You know, and yeah. Roman got a little revenge, but I'll tell you, between the fiend and Roman, I, I they can't miss. I, I love the, the the head of the table, you know, the tribal chief. It's it's really good, and they finally got Roman right after all the years of everyone hating him. I think they love to hate him
0: now. Yes, yeah, there you go. I mean, that's that's definitely uh, true because I was one of those people for sure. I'll I, you know I'll admit it. I didn't. I never really liked Roman's character too much. I was never a Shield guy. Uh, I wasn't in, not even close to watching wrestling at that point in regards to WWE stuff. Uh, so uh, to see Heyman uh, and uh, you know pair up with Roman at this time, I think is great. It's cool seeing a guy that could work the mic alongside Heyman, whereas Heyman just pretty much you know was the voice for Brock Lesnar you know throughout his whole career. Brock Lesnar was never a mic guy. You never see him cutting promos anywhere near as close to what Roman does on the mic. So it makes for, I think, better storylines than even what Brock was, uh, you know, paired up with him. And so uh, that's a lot for someone, for me to even say, But I mean, that's a lot for someone to say like me just because... I was not a fan of Roman at all, and for me to say that uh, it's better now uh, with Heyman than it was with Brock is, you know, it's a lot because I was watching wrestling when when Brock was around, so. Uh,
1: I think the fact that you brought up Brock is a little apropos because I'll give you a little spoiler into next week. <laughs> he's one of he's one of the guys I think could surprise people at the at the Rumble, and I think. A Roman-Brock feud would be amazing with Heyman involved there. And I know, you know, we, we've seen Heyman turn before, and...
0: Yeah, that would be I, awesome.
1: I think that's really, really cool. And as dumb as this sounds, how many guys can really get the belt off Roman? Brock is, is one of them.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I, I, I think that would make for an awesome storyline pitting... You know the best mic guy in the game, the best promo guy in the game, the best promoter in the game. Just and uh, and Justin Heyman. I I I think you would get the best out of Heyman ever, uh, out of a feud like that. You know, pitting, you know, you know, like who is he gonna listen to? <laughs> you know, it's pretty. It's a pretty cool storyline. I have to say that would that would be awesome. Uh,
1: I think that's one of the surprises we could see next week. But I don't, don't want to get into that because. We're gonna have a lot of the show dedicated to who we think's gonna show up next week and who we think's gonna win. So, yes, I'm very excited for that too. The Royal Rumble is one of the best events. Just unfortunately, there's no fans, which makes everything better. But I uh, WrestleMania is gonna have twenty two thousand, so that that'll be
0: good. Yes, yes, we have a lot to look forward to in regards to hopefully getting you know everybody back out of this pandemic soon and and back into the seats at wrestling arenas. I know. we definitely miss it. We're definitely fans of going to live shows, so we definitely cannot wait for that to go down. Um, Jared, with that being said, is there anything else you'd like to add for the WWE Network?
1: I uh, that's all I really I wanted to touch on this week. Those uh, between Oscar and Bliss mm-hmm. Roman, I think those were the two you know biggest things to talk about. Um, you know, McIntyre comes back this week. Uh, Goldberg comes back this week and i'm just very excited for next week and i hope everyone enjoys this episode and we'll see you next week for the uh rumble preview show
0: yes absolutely remember you could drop us a email at the questioning marks at gmail.com you could go to our twitter handle at thequestioning11. 11 all right drop us a like on there and you come on there You know, put some comments, you know, let us know if you want us to talk about certain things, maybe even say, hey, I want to join your show in the future, you know, as a guest, blah, 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 you know, things like that. You never know what could happen. So uh, we definitely appreciate all you marks out there listening to us and continue marking out. And next week, uh, you know, get ready for the pre-Rumble show. And I think we're even going to get you on a uh, Monday night show if, uh, you know, Jared and I and Adam can make it or whoever can make it at that point uh, just to get right into uh you know the post rumble uh feel for what you know it may happen uh after raw and things like that so we'll see what's gonna you know go down
1: absolutely matt and um i hope everyone has a great rest of your weekend uh enjoys your sunday and has a great week and we uh we look forward to you know talking to you guys twice next week and hopefully have some surprises for you so we'll uh I'll turn it back over to Matt, and thanks again, guys.
0: All right, guys, question marks. Keep marking out.